All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Christopher. Welcome to the During Business Hours podcast. And this is... Eric, hello. It is Tuesday morning, a relieving morning. It's a less stressful morning. <laughs> How crazy yesterday was at the end. No, we were just uh, discussing... Uh, finances and how the store seems to be, uh, you know, hemorrhaging money this week. It's very stressful. I'm like, normally the store, no matter, it's kind of like one of those wells that never runs dry. You can always make money more than what you're spending because mm -hmm. every repair should be, unless somebody's damaging or ordering double of something and they're hiding it, it should never cost you more than operation yeah, is. Aside for a shrinkage or breakage. It's pretty consistent, but I, I ran across a financial error, and I was like, why is all of a sudden it's, you know, 15000 out and only 10000 in the last five days? I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm just yearly subscriptions and um, policy changes and, you know, the workers' comp audit and stuff like that. All those little things just really came out at the exact same time. I was like, this is the first time, first week we've ever spent more than we've made. Yeah. I was like, holy moly. It's Aside from like you starting the business and even then you no. still, you got deposits, you bought parts. People well, brought their own parts, they paid labor. I've never been under in this business. Never. Never spent more until I started with all these uh, workers' comp, general liability, all this one-time payment stuff comes out at one time in the year. Now I'm like, oh man, because last year we were booming so much, it didn't really affect it. Yeah. You know, but uh, we got more inventory coming in, more cash, so it'll be good. I found that for a lot of small businesses, TikTok and Instagram have been blowing up social media presence. It's been really good that we've been getting into the TikTok because we've actually had our first one that really took off. Like we've had a couple, couple thou on our videos, you know, a little respectable smaller page i see it pretty typically but we had uh a trash can speaker that one i haven't looked at it today but last night it had eighty four thousand views on it crazy to me i want to i want to know what the numbers are on this tiktok we've produced content that's popular well no we recorded that content almost a month ago and we finally skinned it over put some music in the background now that i've been doing the editing but then i gave it to abe and abe misspelled theatre Instead of theater, which yeah. was very funny. Which could lead to its popularity, which is kind of ironic. Uh, we're at 98K, 98.1, so in we're almost at a day and a half. Yeah. I know you got people out there pulling millions in a couple hours. Whatever. This is our first big Collectively, one. we yeah. don't know that many people, so it's mm -hmm. one of those things. Uh, we've interacted with that many people, but it's just interesting to see that many people enjoying content that happens to us on an almost daily basis yeah. so i've been shooting something called uh chris's fucked up repair you do the funniest voice i have to get up and leave so i don't ruin your <laughs> recording just imagine a south boston man that's really pissed off that you broke your thing and he has to fix it and I, I do it. it you fucked it up and i do it in the jankiest way with some toothpicks a plier and some bubble gum and it works. I'm gonna, I, I show you how it's fucked up, and then I'm going to fuck it up by fucking it up. It's, it's just, it's hilarious. So I've been recording every single one of those. I have like 40 recorded right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. But it's, it's funny content. So then I went, and, and did you know that you could submit a trademark 
on a word? Uh, I know you can, but depending on the word, if you're not just making up your own word, it's like the font, the style, the the brand. You're trademarking more than the yeah, word. Yeah, so you, I tried yeah. to trademark fucked up, you know? And then, uh, or sorry, no, fuck it. It was uh, F asterisk 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 K. So F blank blank K I T exclamation point. And I got temporary approval. So I'm wondering what's going on there. I'm going to throw that on T-shirts and everything because mm-hmm. after every repair, everything, it gets like a little stamp of fuck it. You know, it's fixed. Oh, you want to do it cheaply? Fuck it. You know, yeah. You get all those people that want to spend $30 when it's, oh, it's seventy nine ninety nine. That's my cost of micro soldering, your charge port, your HDMI, your I ripped my pads and my kid threw it in the toilet. That's the uh, the cost of repairs of me. That's my value. That's what I hold it to. You get a lot of people that's like, oh, $30. I, I charged 30 when I was learning, when I took no liability. When mm-hmm. If I broke it, I didn't buy it. Like just a few days ago on a Galaxy S9, I damaged a logic board. Stupidly overheated the bottom board. Boom. Got to buy the guy a new uh, logic board and transfer his original parts. That happens. That's still $200 out of my pocket, not the customer's. Yeah. I take that responsibility now because I hold myself to a higher standard. But in the beginning, I warned everyone, hey, I'm learning. I am not taking liability for attempting your repairs, and that's what I got away with. Looking back, it's probably quite naive that people let me do that because I destroyed some things. I will be the first to admit, the first time I destroyed anything that I warned somebody about was a Galaxy S5 when it was brand new. Out of box, just came out, it was like a $700 phone. Guy came into the farmer's market. Hey, can you fix the screen? He had broken it the day before. Had it out of the mall two hours. Yeah, sure. I just got the glass in from China. No logo. You know, the whole uh, import-export was locked up back then. Anything with a logo, Samsung or Apple would uh, import lock it. Seize it. And so uh, he's waiting over me. And I mean, he was waiting over me like, you break it yet? Hey, I don't want to bug you. You break it yet? Hombre, you break it yet? No, sir, no. 45 minutes go by. And then you hear the ball drop, the, the, the window crack, the heavens opened up mm-hmm. and just shot an arrow through a plate glass window that goes crack. And that was his screen as I was laying the new glass to it. Well, I didn't know the new glass had a film that you had to peel before laying the, uh, the loca. But I warned him. Still was like, no, you're buying me a new phone. I, I got a receipt here for $700. He called the, the warden, as I called him. The guy's name was also Eric. He owned Denios. Yeah. And he came out, and he's like, oh, just pay this man his money. And I was like, he paid me $20 to try something. I'm not paying his money. He's like, all right, you, you set up and or shut up and close up for the day. I was like, okay, cool. You're just going to kick me out of my own business. And that's how they had the power to do so. It was interesting. Yeah. But uh, so I went home. And he calmed the customer down, gave him free tickets to every concert that year, and then wanted to bill me. Like, denios. You know, it was it was fun times. But uh, anytime they had an angry customer, that's all they cared about. There was people that were selling drugs out of denios, and nobody cared. As long as you have happy customers. It's just a place that I had to get out of. I was there the first year, and I called out a lot of bullshit, trying to be, you know, Mr. Activist in 2014. And then I, I got burglarized right after laying my foot down. Conveniently, it was stupid. I have the emails that. Oh, never mind. 
back to TikTok. So the idea of TikTok is that we get all these new customer faces, even if they're a 13 year old telling their 15 year old brother, telling their 19 year old, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. We get some people come in and like, oh, you still got the trash can. Oh, you still got this. You got that. The you know? devices are famous now. No, yeah, there's there's been a couple that have popped off and one of them being the trash can. And then another one was the Karen got like 12,000 views. Mm-hmm. And then what was the other one that got almost 50 or 150,000? Oh, we pulled a glove out of a charge port, you know, because we get a lot of charge ports. And I'll tell you, a lot of charge ports with some crazy shit in there. And we've had rubber gloves, little finger condoms that have been stuck in there. Mm-hmm. Well, we chopped one up to be like a cartoon pull. Like the, those clown yeah, handkerchiefs the, where they're like, oh, let me just the throat. Yeah. yeah. And it's just nonstop tie-dye colored rags. Yeah. So we did that out of a charge port, and yet it was cool, and it was continuous. So it just was on a loop and loop and loop and loop. Needless to say, they got some hate because people were like, oh, you know, the edit sucks, this and that. So I started learning, like, Wondershare, Filmora, some video editing, and I've got zero free time in my life. Zero. So for me to be able to now pick up another hobby and do some film editing, video editing, uh, photo editing, yesterday... One of our employees brought in Taco Bell for this idea of a TikTok about like, oh, let me try my boss's or let me. The Taco Bell TikTok hack. Yeah. Have my boss try my Taco Bell TikTok hack. And it was hilarious, the the image of it. But I storyboarded it in my mind like that. Super quick. I was surprised. So I'm, I'm learning with video editing and how to set up these things. And the convenience of it being we shot it in like two or three minutes i was like all right clip one two six four you know have it here we're just gonna voice over dub we'll play this in reverse and make it look better yeah. add a little effect at the end and then i found you know like the little ko as i'm sitting on the toilet with my head down but we edited that in a total of like 15 minutes plus the shoot you got 20 minutes to make content that can make you thousands of dollars the implications are it's it's a lot of money to some of these people, but I think TikTok and Instagram, YouTube Shorts, even YouTube li- live streaming is an option because the better you get at doing these things quicker, the more content you yeah. can put out. The uh, level you have to rise to exceed the quality of most of the content they put out there is not really very much effort. And then from there, you can hop on the trends you can see what's popular and do your little spin-off things, make your own trend. Because if you can get something to go viral, just some dumb 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 video. Our video of the trash can trash can speaker. You walk up, you look inside a speaker, it's full of trash. It wasn't full of trash, it was but full of food. It was like a banana peels, banana. popsicle sticks. Yeah. Yeah, look children Disgusting. were using it. It was bad. How hard was that to film? Uh, 10 second walk up think of it a minute of video processing yeah like, I, I did not think of using it whatsoever but the convenience nowadays from plugging in a samsung to a pc and transferring it it auto imports into the file folder i need and then i just drag it to media cut it up you know i just i was astonished when i did it in like five minutes or less to storyboarding and cutting and why picking up from watching other people's videos how the cuts are because mm-hmm. we had four minutes of video cut into 35 seconds. Yeah. That's a hard feat. That's how 
Marvel, Fox, I'm not saying that it was the most difficult job ever, but I was genuinely happy that I made something look better than what like a standard still video is. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's what uh, Marvel, Fox, all these people shoot like five, six hours of content and then shut it all together to make the story fit. Yeah. So I was happy about that. And I was like, I'm going to do this again. Yeah. So. And every video at this point now that we've had two very popular videos are going to start popping on the algorithm. So any, any dumbass We're little getting a lot of followers, which yeah. is, I didn't think, because we got a couple of employees that have like 15 to 30 followers. You know, I'm like, well, do we have how much now? Because it's different every day. More, more, more. Because we're almost at 200 now. So even if that's all of our, like, my followers, his followers, his followers, that's still way more than that. Yeah, because we're not, we weren't big into social media, especially Facebook I use for business. But I tend not to outwardly post so much. I did post one of my uh, "Welcome to Chris's Fucked Apropia" um, Boston uh, videos. I didn't get any feedback on it because nobody saw it on my page because I did not post it to the newsfeed. That's where I fucked up. Mm-hmm. But got a lot of business people that like the idea of it, so it's convenient. It's. Uh, I just think all content is moving. Our advertisement is moving to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. It'll be crazy to me the day people pay specifically for a Chris's fucked up repair. They want to, they want their device to be featured. You know, them walking in the store, hand the device over to you. You do a fucked up repair and you give it back to them, and whatever happens, happens. I I think that would be hilarious. Oh, so my wife just sent me a breaking news. Oshner Health in L.A. is now mandating vaccines for spouses of employees. If your spouse is on your insurance and does not get the jab, they will be imposing a hundred per pay period fee, hundred dollar per pay period fee, which has started at a hundred incentive to get the jab has now turned into a reoccurring tax. This uh, hate to change the subject on this. I find this to be illegal. You cannot impose the vaccine on people who don't want to get it. Let them, you know, shut everything down so you can't go anywhere. Cool. If they want to sit in their house and they want to be free, just as there's anti-vax moms for measles and shit. Problem is, if they allow this, then they're going to have to, you're imposing a, a health risk. Because there are the myocarditis, the, the heart issues, the stroke issues with some of these vaccines. It's not that they're not there and it's 100% safe. There is a risk. And I don't want to put my child, who's two years old, personally at risk for that I don't want to give the unknown to my child so me having it my wife having it fine you know we're prepared for the great beyond we have everything in line they'll be taken care of but this type of shit for the people who are more concerned and then they're trying to institute it into kids is a whole different thing I hate going political on this fucking podcast I I find it to be unethical and immoral to try and say that your child, your life, is in our hands. And it's for the better of everyone else. Well, if we're not affecting anyone else, if we're not doing anything, if we're staying at home and we order out, we quarantine ourselves, what the, what's the point of quarantine if, you know, we have to do anything you say? Hmm. Hypothetically, somebody ever did pay me to do a Chris's, you know, fucked up repair, you know, 2025. I think 
it would be something like Jimmy brought in his computer and he's never blown this shit out. He looks like a crack addict. You know, everything's carved. You could you could throw so many different aspects at that and just create a character. I love playing characters. Robin Williams was a hero growing up. Yeah. So it's the slapstick comedy, boom, bang, you know, act like a hot dog. The whole thing was entertaining as a kid i loved watching all his movies because in every single movie what he would do is whether emotional non-emotional excitement whatever he would act goofy and funny and like light-hearted so i think i've taken that as a key in fatherhood as well yeah but the the chris is fucked up repair is something i find to be entertaining and fulfilling because I get to be myself and, you know, talk shit about things. And as a business owner, you want to maintain your composure of professionalism. I get that. Nobody gets to hear me screaming in the back here, smashing somebody's phone to bits. It's more of something else they get to see not contrary to what I'm out there. Cause with the chamber or the events or, um, our, our people that come in day to day that know us, it's completely different. So, you know, a little not clean shaven right now, but for those of you who can't hear that, it gets tiresome to be the nice guy all the time, though, because like with the GPU guy in our previous episode, you just want to tell people to fuck off. So it give, having an outlet to tell somebody to fuck off is a fantastical thing. Yeah. It's, it's like seeing the Matrix for the first time just gives you those goosebumps that makes you question reality. It's just like, I can do. Reality is what I make of it. The red pill, of course. <laughs> so, what, what as uh, the GM here, what is your number one, like, I would go off, here, here's my line drawn uh, for customer service? As far as what actually makes me mad or what just yeah. super annoys me? Those are two different things. Because the, I hate the people who... They come in, they want a thing, it's this price, they agree to it. We tell them, you know, little little risks, setting that expectation, as we always talk about. Everything's good, they want this done, we do it, and then they come in and they're like, that's too expensive, I never wanted that done. You're going to have to discount it for me. And then they refer to a phone call that they say never happened. The phone call that never happened. We, I, I have customers where I have talked to them up front, I have checked them in. I have rung them out for check-in, talked to them on the phone at least once, twice, three, four, five times sometimes, and then I'm checking them out, and they're like, the other guy said you do this for $80 cheaper. I'm like, I didn't let anyone else talk to you. You came in before noon. Chris had an appointment. It was only me. Nobody could have talked to you. And I saw you come in. I remembered you were cool. And I, I never talked to them like this. <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I saw you were cool. I came in. I talked to you. Where's this hostility? Where is the... I thought we were nice, you know? Yeah, the, the, we had an understanding. You're telling the line that I set for Yeah. Everything was good. Yeah, you got a combo deal on battery and screen. I've already taken a little bit off. What? That's hilarious. If you didn't have the money for this in the first place, why did you agree for it? If that's the we card are you're for pulling. financing. Yeah, and they will fuck you on the interest after 100 days. Pay within the 100 days. Yeah. You know, it's the problem with some of those people is that they have their own expectation that everyone's corporate and like we're held to a different standard so it's like we can't talk back 
We can't say what we want. We can't call them out on being bullshit because the customer is always right. And that's that, that expectation yeah. that McDonald's set forth. And well, not, probably not McDonald's because you see all the McDonald's. What's fucked up? That's fucked up. The McDonald's yeah. posts. Uh, everyone hates McDonald's. But so, like, you would not walk into Louis Vuitton, right? Everyone knows who Louis Vuitton is. You, yeah. you would not walk in there and expect them. I'm going to need 40% off this yeah. purse. You're not. Nobody ever haggles. They'll laugh then, at you. It, yeah, don't, they won't laugh at you. They'll get you the manager. They'll get you the supervisor. They are complete slaves to the customers because of how much one customer pays everyone's bills for a month. That's just the way it is. So, like, we're not reliant on the customers. We have B2B business. We have other contracts. Shit, we got people dropping off pumps from other, you know, uh, what's it? The cool the air cool technology. Yeah. yeah. You know, that pays the bills. This is more the interest on top of the money that we're already making. So it's not that we don't need the customers. We love the customers and I love the, the going out of the way for certain customers that I do, you know, you'll get an elderly customer in here. Like the lady with the nook yesterday, she's been here a year ago. She wants to get it done. I, I, all right, cool. You're out of the warranty period, but you came to me and you're like, well, I don't know how this happened. Can you explain how they can break? She's not going to spend a fucking Some, dime. Someone who wanted to be educated, yeah. She was nice about it. And she's like, you know, I understand they can break. I educated her on planned uh, obsolescence and all the little things there. And she was very nice about, well, you know, you take your time, fix it for me. I appreciate it, whatever it costs. She's not going to spend a fucking dime. She's, it's going to be like, hey, I'll tin it up. I'll get everything straight for you. The, uh, the device will be ready for pickup tomorrow afternoon. She'll come in expecting to pay something she won't. She'll probably leave a review or she'll tell a friend or, you know, whatever her uh, bridge game is next week. Bam. I find little moments like that tend to be better. But certain times when you try and go out for the customer that you don't know or hasn't been here before, that's the uh, getting stabbed in the ass from trying to walk too far forward, yeah. whatever the saying is. Reaching out or going out of your way tends to be a problem. Trying to help somebody in yeah. need, and they always want more. So it's a, it's a difficult line to, to draw, but certain customers deserve the help. Um, but we're excited for the, the short-form content. And then uh, I found that last night, on a last note before we wrap things up, as I was exploring that, that content and ideas for future content, I was talking about how to monetize that to the business. And there's certain ways to like pass through uh, content where you can, you know, swipe up, go through to the website, so on and so forth. There's yeah. a way to put our repair uh, widget. Adding engagement to the content. Yeah, so our instant quote widget, if you haven't seen it, go to our website, instant quote widget. It's used by hundreds, if not thousands of people in the industry. It's a really good tool to get your info immediately for a price and where, how, booking times, etc. Now, there's a way to tag that into your TikTok page as a pass-through. Go straight to the repair widget. Bam. Here you go. Select your stuff. It, I've seen other people using it without <laughs> less engagement. Even though we only have 200 followers, we tend to get a lot of engagement on certain things. And so uh, we'll set that up today and see how that works out because I have an idea for another TikTok. You remember the micro-naps uh, Elon Musk thing that I was talking about? Mm -mm. Well, Elon Musk does this thing and a couple other like big brain heads do this thing where right before sleep, they'll fight the urge to sleep and get a second wind. 
So they do these like five hour sleeps, get their REM sleep, and then they feel rested until middle of the day. And then they get kind of like, and their brain surges a bunch of dopamine and says, hey, all right, t- we get time to work. As you know, I'm super tired because I have kids. Mm-hmm. I have a wife, I have a life, and then I have businesses. I'm constantly tired. Bags under my eyes, the nine. What I found. You do, yeah, you do 10 hours here and then you go home and do. <laughs> it's 10 hours here. Six hours with the kids, four hours on uh, the computer trying to set up the 10 hours here, um, sometimes a little anime, and then four to five hours of sleep. So it's, uh, it's, it's a balance. But there's some days where I get no sleep and I come in still. Like last night, I was up till almost 1 a.m. And I found that I kept falling asleep for a second. And I had seen a TikTok that said, drop your keys, you know, right before. And then you wake up and then you have 20 minutes to do be as most productive as you could and a lot of big brain people do this and i got the slack fixed i got the website fixed i got ideas for the slack i got the uh, customer imports from square and the website i sent those to you to shelby to scott uh, corrected your issue with the google ads uh, went to facebook and facebook businesses in 20 20 30 minutes went to Facebook and their business site, corrected the ads that they were supposed to correct, uh, corrected the targeting and the management of the targeting for Mm -hmm. the customer base because they were targeting some less than favorable clientele um, for some reason. Like maybe they thought lower in finance, lower in, you know, and the devices they were targeting was just like Moto E and down. Um, so no higher end, I'll spend $1,200 on a 13 pro max. Absolutely. Yeah. There's money to be made there. Sell it to me. Don't tell me that I have to spend less than a hundred dollars on somebody's device because you tag these, um, average consumer device profiles that are $150 or less. That means that I'm going to buy it for 15 to 20 bucks, sell it for 70. They sell retail for 150. Not good. Yeah. And that causes just a whole mess of issues on its own. Finally, I ended up coding my computer for Streamlabs for YouTube. In 25 fucking minutes, I thought I was on top of the world. I I couldn't believe it because typically I'll fall asleep in my chair and I'll be out for 20, 30 minutes. But apparently, if you don't kick your activity up immediately, stand up and do what you got to do, then your brain says, oh, it's not go time. So it's like a flight or flight method. Back, Back to sleep. So I find that sometimes in the day when I'm tired of shit and I do that, like, pass out, and then I'm instantly productive, it's a similar thing. So I found it fucking insane. And I'm going to say fucking insane that I got all this shit done from 1 to one thirty. Even my wife woke up to my clacking on the keyboard. <laughs> she was like, what are you doing? Oh, Okay. Well, quiet down. I was like, I can't. The keyboard's fucking loud. I'm sorry. It's a gaming keyboard. You know? And she was just like, okay, shut the door. (laughs) I felt like a crackhead. But this morning, she asked me if I had taken something. Did I uh, take any medication that made me adversely react? Any coffee at the middle of the night? She was genuinely concerned and let me sleep an extra 20 minutes this morning. Um, I still had to take my daughter to school and then my son to daycare. So... Uh, that's where I was, but it was intense that the, a TikTok hack for procrastination helped Mm -hmm. in production of mental clarity. I was utilize and optimize your blown away 
because most of the time I feel like a diabetic at midnight. I'm like, I'm falling asleep, even sitting in my chair. I can't keep my eyes open. And that's when I go sleep, you know, uh, 20, 30 minutes in the chair, and then I'll go to sleep in my bed. But it was it was an eye-opener. So I'm going to try this again tonight and see what else I can get done. But there's nights where I'm asleep at 8 p.m., sitting up, you know, micro naps or whatever. But that's the point is uh, testing the micro nap water and seeing what happens. I might try it today because I'm still a little tired. But it uh, should be fun. Also got to hit uh, Farhad's today, so that'll be good. All right, everybody. Um, for those of you who don't know, we're online all the time. We're here in the store. If you need more, it's going to be my new slogan. It's Christopher. And that's Eric. We'll see you tomorrow. See ya.